Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Thursday edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Much better than yesterday's. Yeah, I'm on my game a little bit better. How are you? I'm good. I'm surprised you're on your game because for us, it is rather late. It's almost, well, almost 10.30 at night, which is very late for us to record. It's late for me, yeah. But I'm a little organized today, so I'm hoping it's going to go well. Okay, good. Uh, Let's start our news out in Disneyland. There was some new entertainment announced for Frontierland and the Golden Horseshoe Review at Disneyland. Did you hear about that? I did, which is nice in light of all of the recent cuts that they've been announcing. Right. Um, Have most of the cuts been in Disney World, though? Well, yeah, but don't, don't forget they also cut the Philharmonic Orchestra and somebody from... Uh, Disneyland that we're going to end like September 16th like the other day was their last day. Okay. So both 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 sets both coasts have been losing uh, entertainment. So hopefully then the, the trend is going to be that people we're not really losing them they're just switching some things up. So the new entertainment coming is a strolling magician. Um, he will be on the streets of Frontierland. Uh, you will also sometimes find him on the Mark Twain steamboat. Or in the Golden Horseshoe Review. I say him, but I don't actually know that it's a him. It could be a her. It could be. Um, And then they're also doing dueling pianos at Golden Horseshoe. Okay, dueling piano is cool because you can get a bunch of people in there at one time. But strolling magician, close-up magic, you're going to be doing what? Like maybe five people at a time crowded around you? I don't know. When you look at like uh, what's that Chris Angel when he does stuff like on the streets, there's a huge yeah, but there's a huge crowd that like forms around him. So, but you know what? Those people also don't have much going on. You know, it's usually the streets of New York City. You're not trying to get over to uh, Splash Mountain. You know. Well, yeah, but I don't think those are the people who are going to stop. So it's going to be sometimes at the Golden Horseshoe Review, which you're in there just like dining anyway. Um, Sometimes it's going to be on the Mark Twain Steamboat. Boring. So it'll give you something Captive to do. Captive audience. Yeah. And then sometimes it's going to be on the streets of Frontierland, and so maybe that timing will be while people are waiting for a parade or well, something. Well, you know what? If it's the streets of Frontierland and I'm trying to get over to Splash Mountain... Get out of I, my way. Yeah, go ahead. All you all you nerds want to wait and watch The Magician, I'm going to go get into that standby line, which is now much shorter. Okay. You just knock people over to get where you're going. Don't now, worry about us. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, the boardwalk... In Disney World, the Boardwalk Resort, mm-hmm. you want to put a magician there, great, because it, it kind of fits. But, like, strolling magician, is he going to be like, a you know, if he's in Frontierland, is he going to be like an old-timey magician? Is he going to be dressed, I'm assuming he's going to be dressed in period clothing. Mm, I don't know about the theming, you know? yeah. That's a little weird. Well, I mean, there were cards in the Old West. There were, but he won't be doing cool tricks like making your iPhone disappear, you know, like Chris Angel does, because if they're going to fit it in with the land... He'll still probably be I don't doing know. that. Whatever it is, I'm just happy there's entertainment. Now, if they can find right. some way to bring off-kilter back, I would be happy. <laughs> um, more news over at Disneyland. Uh, some merchandise news from Cars Land. The Honkin' Halloween merchandise is now available. Um, they have a 9-inch Sugar Skull car plush for $17.99. Um, it's cute because it matches the... Very large, oversized, I believe it's like a blow-up car, sugar skull car, outside of the shop. So outside you see this big version of it, and then you go inside and you can buy the 9-inch version. So that's kind of cute. Oh my goodness. I want that 
I want the large version of the uh, uh, Sugar Skull car. For the front yard for Halloween. Oh, oh my God. It is amazing. It's pretty cute. It is. Um, and then they also have um, a t-shirt for twenty nine ninety nine in that same, the it's a, I guess it's also, well, it's not honking Halloween. It's the same. It's Cars Land. Um, it's a lightweight Heather Gray t-shirt. Um, the back of it says honking Halloween and it's got, what, who's that? Tomater on the back? No. Uh, that's on the pocket. On the, it looks uh, like a Tomater. So the front is a. Is a, it's a pocket tee. So the front has just a, like a, it's a gray shirt. It has a black pocket. It says trunk or treat on the pocket. Um, and there's a, a tow mater with his like fangs. Um, and then it's the back that's more fully decorated. Um, but it's again, it's black and white on uh, Heather, Heather Gray. Um, and it glows in the dark. So yeah, that's, that's cool. fun. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, $29.99 for that. Um, also in merchandise news... The Dia de los Muertos collection is uh, has arrived at shopdisney.com. So we had seen previously, I believe, in Epcot. Uh, they had the Mickey ear hat uh, for Dia de los Muertos. It has, um, I think it says Dia de los Muertos on the ears. Uh, that's $27.99. And then they have uh, the headband ears for $27.99. Same pricing as it was in the parks. Um, but in addition, it was something we haven't seen in the parks well, maybe because it's in, it's been in Disneyland. I don't know, but it hasn't been in Disney World. Um, they have a woman's t-shirt. Uh, it's black and it has that, you know, white and orange and purple uh, Dio de los Muertos uh, skull and flowers. Uh, that is $34.99 for the adult women's version. For the girls' version, it's $19.99. Um, those say uh, Disneyland Resort on the bottom of them. So, um Perhaps they have actually been at the resort. I don't know. Uh, they also have a men's version. The men's version is an orange tie-dye. Uh, that is $34.99. And then the boys' version is um, is orange with the skull. And that's $19.99. So I really like them. Uh, I don't like the tie-dyed version. I don't like the men's. Of all of them, that's my least favorite. Yeah. It but. looks like a candy corn kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably my least favorite. But I like the women's one. I like the boys' one. Um all right, so then moving out of merchandise, uh, how about on to Marvel news? Oh, sure. Since I'm the Marvel geek. You are the Marvel geek. So, you know, with uh, Tony Stark dying uh, in Avengers Endgame, people were upset. Well, people uh, assumed uh, that Tony Stark would be gone. Um, I thought that he might come back as the voice um, of Edith, the glasses that Peter Parker wore right. in Spider-Man Far From Home. Even dead, I'm the hero, is what Edith stood for. Uh, but that was not the case. However, looks like Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark will be back in the Iron Man universe. There's rumors that he will appear in Black Widow, uh, which is Scarlett Johansson's movie coming out next year. Uh, and since this takes place in the past, Tony Stark was very much alive okay. during that period, as was Black Widow. Uh, so um, there's rumor that he will... He will be in the movie. Um, additionally, it sounds like Tony Stark, uh, Robert Downey Jr., will be voicing a role in the series Ironheart, uh, which is supposed to be on Disney+. Plus. Um, Ironheart, a number, well, maybe five years ago, took over for Tony Stark in the role of Iron Man. Uh, Riri Williams, an African-American teenager who is one of the smartest people on the planet, uh, took over the role of Iron Man, uh, you know... The way comic books go, characters uh, 
are, are, are disappearing and giving up their role, their, their, their identities and taking over. And rather than just be Iron Man, because she was not a man, she created her own version of the armor called Iron Heart. Okay. So uh, that is due to uh, come to Disney Plus at some point. There's been rumors of it for a couple weeks and, and just seems like the rumors are getting stronger. Uh, additional rumor is that uh, Adam McKay, uh, who is better known as Will Ferrell's writing partner, uh, created Funny or Die with him and also directed the Anchorman movies, uh, is very much championing uh, the Silver Surfer movie. Uh, Silver Surfer is the Herald of Galactus, uh, also known as Norn Rad. Uh, Silver Surfer is not Galactus. Um, and that would be cool if Silver Surfer does get made because that is part of the Fantastic Four universe. Okay. So with Fantastic Four coming over from Fox, they are the first family of Marvel. Um, they've been around for 50 some odd years. Um, maybe Silver Surfer is the way that the Fantastic Four get kicked off in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Who knows? But Adam McKay is behind this. He's primarily known for his comedies. So who knows? Who knows, who knows where this is going to go? And then the last news is that actress Haley Stanfeld, uh, who was in True Grit, is being eyed for the role of Kate Bishop uh, in the Hawkeye series, which is going to be on Disney+. Plus. Kate Bishop eventually takes on the persona of Hawkeye after Hawkeye becomes Ronan. Um, and she eventually joins uh, a group of, I believe, either the Avengers or Young Avengers. I think it's the Young Avengers. Um, so there was some confusion during the Avengers Endgame movie where Hawkeye was teaching his daughter how to shoot before the snap. You know, how to shoot the bow and arrow. Right. And he referred to her as, well, you're a Hawkeye. So people didn't know if she would be taking over once he became Ronan. Or if Kate Bishop would be taking over, because that's who takes over from him in the comic books. So it sounds like it is going to be Kate Bishop. And Haley Stanfeld uh, is already part, has already been in the Marvel world, although it was the Sony Marvel world. She voiced Spider-Gwen in um, last year's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse animated film. All right. Is that enough Marvel for you? I'm bored, but you know. Okay, well that's, that's okay. If you're bored, then everyone else no, is. No, that's so not true. Some people really like that stuff. No. Later, I'm going to be talking about food, and other people will be taking a nap. Ooh, maybe you could talk about scrapbooking. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> all right, so is that all you have? That's all I have. All right. Um, so let's move over to uh, Disney World in Epcot. Uh, the water collected from the Epcot Fountain... Uh, oh, from the Epcot Fountain of Nations before the demo is, uh, I guess, slated to be used in future Epcot water features. Okay. Now, I find this to be completely cheesy. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, when the Fountain of Nations was built and it was filled, they had water from 29, 29 bodies of water across the across the world. Um water was collected and deposited into, into the Fountain of Nations, thereby making it an actual Fountain of Nations right. with all of this water from all of these uh, from all these bodies of water. Um, now they're just kind of taking it out, saying, well, we're going to put it into some other attraction. You know, when this was initially done, they had representatives from all each of these nations, and each person poured their little, you know, gallon bucket into right. the fountain. Now it's just going to be like, yeah, here's a little... Uh, here's a pitcher full of water from the old fountain. Yeah, I, just, there's like I think two, it kind of loses something. There's like something. two um, 
signs or yeah but they're they have containers from like two countries and they just sort of scooped some water out into those two containers and that's that's that i think it's just to sort of pacify people who were upset that you know there had been that whole tradition when um the fountain you know uh was first filled in 1982 with the opening of epcot and um they they're just trying to pacify those people. And they're, they're not even matching containers. They're not even like no. pretty containers. Well, they're from the, they're from, would you stop doing that? Okay. <laughs> they're from, um, it says here in the article, um, what countries they're from. Oh, vessels from Switzerland and Mexico. Um, I think okay. they were the, they were the two, um, vessels that were used, uh, originally in 1982 right. for those two right. countries. Well, that, so that's okay. kind of cool. That makes sense. Yeah. But the whole thing of taking out the water so we can put it, so we can pour it into Moana. Yeah, you know, I mean, it is, it's definitely silly, but there's people who, you know, really liked the whole idea of all that water from the different nations being in there, and it carries that on. So, you know what? I think, though, if you want to do it, Disney can spring to bring all these nations back and have them deposit Except their own water. Except it's not, it's not going to be a fountain of nations they're not going to have a fountain of nations anymore so then why do we need the water i don't know tony they're just doing it to make people happy and well, you're I'm never happy. happy no no <laughs> sheesh uh all right hey you're the one who married me i know uh there was a behind the scenes look at epcot forever did you watch that i did so we had seen the original um i guess little video about epcot forever that uh, was shown at d23 uh, that showed some of, you know, the types of, um, like, the kites and... Kites with LED tails. Yeah, and the fireworks. So you got to see that again, but... Um, and you got to hear some of the music. But what I thought was really cool was it showed, like, the music being recorded. And I've never seen... You hear this very big music in Disney World, especially for these kinds of shows. And I don't think you realize what goes into making that sound so full and so dynamic... But there, I, how many musicians do you think yeah. were there? It was like, it, it was, was a, a whole orchestra. orchestra. Yeah, it was, it was amazing cool. with all these microphones everywhere. I was amazed by the singers. Where the singers were right in there with them. Yeah. And, you know, there were maybe, what, maybe seven or eight of them. Mm-hmm. And, and it just sounded amazing. Yeah. It's, uh, it just, I never really thought about how that portion of it was done, you know, to create uh, those soundtracks. But, um, a lot goes into it, and it was pretty neat to watch. So if you didn't get a chance to see that, you know, check it out on, um, I mean, I just looked on YouTube, but. It will be posted to our web, to our Facebook page. Oh, good. Lovely. Thank you. Um, and then also in Epcot, over at the Norway Pavilion. Uh, they <laughs> Here comes Tony. Here comes Angry Tony again. They installed some more of those automated photo pass cameras. Why don't you tell people about it? All right. Well, they've installed automated photo uh, pass cameras inside the Royal Summer House in the Norway Pavilion in Epcot. Uh, the Royal Summer House is where Princess uh, Anna and Elsa. No, Princess Elsa and Anna. No, they're both princesses. Mm-hmm. Queen Elsa. Princess Anna, have their pictures taken with guests. (laughs) And, uh, you know, once again, they've matched the photo boxes to the decor, and they look very nice, but apparently they're very low, so they're saying that adults in these pictures are going to have some awkward (laughs) angles. So, you know, once again, you're taking out the human element of this, and, you know, it's it's a fixed point that the pictures are being taken from, so it's only one angle. Um... I think they're really doing a disservice to their guests by doing this. Uh, they did it. Where was the one we we talked about last time? They did the Star Wars one. They have the Star Wars one, but that's that's that zooms in on you. They also 
they also added one to the Mickey and Minnie meet and greet. Um, actually, uh, in Town Square. Um, so, I, I don't know. I, I think it's just, uh, it's a disservice. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to be as bad as it's being made to sound. Like, yes, it's low. I'm sure it's I'm, it's probably going to be angled more upward. Um, I don't like the idea that there's not actually a person taking it, but I don't think it's going to be, like, you know, awkward photos kinds of thing. I think that, you know, however they're doing it, they'll have it angled or whether that box is going to be raised up. They're not actually using these yet, so we don't actually know. Okay. So, I don't know. We'll wait and see. Um, and then moving to Animal Kingdom... Primeval World has been closed for quite a while, and it seems that Disney World is now going to open it seasonally. Um, <laughs> you're distracting me. Oh, you stole my water. Well, here. Here you can share. Um, I don't get anything on my anymore. <laughs> uh, so... The seasonal schedule, well, maybe not the seasonal schedule, but the new opening for it is supposed to be December 17th, according to, um, you know, literature that's being put out from Disney World. Um, And right now they are testing the cars. So the attraction has been running, which is nice to see since it's been down for so long. So what does seasonal mean? It means they'll open it when they feel like it. It means it's the death knell. Because uh, the Stitch Encounter went seasonal. Where is it now? It's gone. Yeah, but how long was it seasonal? Well, Forever. Yeah. Yeah. And it was I mean, such a long time. Even Carousel of Progress, Progress is technically a seasonal. It's not. We've never been there when it's closed. I mean, it's sh- maybe shorter hours. Shorter hours. But it's never completely closed. But I think seasonal is, is going to be, eventually that's going to that's gonna disappear. I mean, I'm okay with that. It's an out-of-the-box ride. It's not anything special. If they're going to put something, if they're going to use that real estate for something a little more interesting, I'm fine with that. I mean, I like the ride well enough, but I'm okay if it's gone. Right. Um, so then lastly, um, moving over to Disney Springs, we have another food story. Good, because you have a minute and a half. That's all I have? Yeah. Oh, what am I going to do with a food story and in a minute and people, a half? Some people don't like when you read the food list. I know they don't. <laughs> so the foodie guide was released, was it not? Yeah, there it's the foodie guide to wonderful flavors at Disney Springs. Oh, plan words. So that's going to be running September 20th to November 4th. Um, it will be at 30 plus locations. Um, let's see. I had this all here. Oh, here it is. So some of the places, um, some of the places, it seems like, you know, they, they all have these featured foods, but some of the featured foods aren't even, I don't know, they're not fallish even. Um, so they start at the 4R bar, 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 Barbacoa, Barbacoa. Can, Cantina. They have a squash blossom quesadilla. Um, at Amaret's Patisserie, they have a harvest apple crepe or a pumpkin crepe brulee. At Arista Crepes, they have the Poison Apple Cocktail. You've probably seen that. Um, it's in like a skull mug with a lid. Um, at the Boathouse, they have an apple and vanilla bean creme brulee and a par- pomegranate margarita. I'm not sure. Creme brulee sh- is very big this year. Isn't yeah, it? there's a ton of them. Um, Chef Art Smith seemed like he was, uh, well, yeah, seems like he, I don't see how this has much to do with... Um, Fall. Smoked turkey sliders. Uh, fall, excuse me, fall, Thanksgiving. 
I guess. Well, it does have cranberry apple chutney on it. Mm-hmm. And then a brown sugar old-fashioned. It Deluxe Burger, they have an Oktoberfest burger, which is kind of neat. It's a signature blend beef patty topped with smoked sausage, braised red cabbage, stout cheese sauce, lettuce, tomato, and grilled onion on a Parker House roll. Not one of that says anything about uh, Oktoberfest to me. Red cabbage, smoked sausage, stout. All right, maybe it was bratwurst, I guess. (laughs) Pumpkin pie milkshake they also have there. Um, Earl of Sandwich, they have the holiday turkey sandwich. but Which I they think have all the time. That's what I was going to say. I think they have that year-round. Um, Aaron McKenna's Bakery, New York City, they have um, a caramel apple medley, which is, I don't know, vanilla cake and some cinnamon and apples. Um, Enzo's Hideaway, roasted pork porchetta, which I thought was funny. Like, what is, could it be like roasted beef porchetta? Right. <laughs> Um, it's like a roasted beef hamburger. Yeah, exactly. Not going to work. Um, smoked beef old fashioned. And then at Frontera Cocina. Uh, I've got that, that smoked maple old fashioned. Maple and beef are completely two different things. What did I say? You said smoked beef old fashioned. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> that would be disgusting. <laughs> at Frontera Cocina, they have chorizo sopas and horchata margarita. Uh, at the ganachery, they have a pumpkin spice ganache square, a chai tea ganache square, and a maple pecan bourbon hot ganache. I have no idea what that could be. What the heck is a hot ganache? It's a ganache that's hot. I know, but like, do you drink it? Do you eat it? I don't know what yes. you do with that. Uh, House of Blues, they have a voodoo shrimp and a uh, a pecan ale. It, Haleo. They have seared scallops and a Carlita cocktail at Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar. This is the one I would like. I want to take a flight down just for this okay, one. Okay, good. Well, we will end it on this one then. Oh. They have a giant charcuterie pretzel. Features an air pirate cargo pretzel, brujute, sliced brats, artisan pepperoni, smoked cheddar, black diamond cheddar, pickles, spicy mustard, and beer cheese fondue. And then the other thing they have is an autumn smash um, well, that's a drink. That's less exciting. Now, there was a different one down here that I was excited about, but I'm not allowed to talk about it. Well, you can it. be excited about that at another time. I guess so. I guess I'm done. Yeah, I've, been, st- done. I've been shut done. down. We're over 20 minutes. So, uh, if you're not on our Facebook page yet, look for Disney Drive Time Podcast. And uh, maybe you can catch Cheryl on her other podcast. Oh, here it is. It's at the Polite Pig. It's maple bur- bourbon pork belly. Pork belly croutons on smashed sweet potatoes with maple whiskey caramel. Oh, thanks. That sounds good. I really want to have that. So as I mentioned, you can uh, catch Cheryl on her other podcasts, Menus Around the World, where she reads menus from various dining locations. So until tomorrow, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.